Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. That's it. I'm moving. I cannot take this anymore. I am not here for sudden wind changes and tornadoes like this. I just can't deal. All right, well, make that move. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Spack. Mm. Join me on the flip as we get into how to thrive during upheaval. I'll see you on the flip. On the A part, I was talking about a recollection I had with my grandmother after I had finished up uh, my first master's degree and was living in uh, Oklahoma and all of the tornadoes and I had all I actually gotten caught in one driving back from seeing my parents and grandparents back up there. And it was the thing that just was like, I cannot deal because it was sudden. It was a sudden change, and I truly saw the power of nature being stuck by by um, an overpass viaduct, having to put my car in a ditch and and wait till the tornado uh, went past us. Dealing with all of the sights and the sounds of when nature is in flux, and the power of God's finger when you can see tornadoes touching the ground, sparking fires and all of that. And so it was a big enough ordeal for me to be like, that's it. It happened. I'll never forget. It happened uh, during a uh, Memorial Day weekend. I was coming back so that I could go to work. And I was like, that's it. And by June, so this happened in May. By June, I had moved to where I now live in Atlanta. And I was like, I'm done. And it was, I was like, oh, okay. And not for nothing, me moving so quickly, um, I was not as prepared as I probably would have liked to have been. And so everything was in flux. And it was a time of great upheaval. And so I'm going to be talking with you today because we're actually in that time again. And I'm wanting to put out the seeds that hopefully you continue to water and nurture of what wisdom has for us today with regards to the upheaval, the transition, and the flux that we're in. Because you guys, whether you know it or not, we are in it. We are in the upheaval, upgrade, evolution, uh, development phase, passage, growth, changeover, metamorphosis, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're in now. And there are different ways you can go through this. You can get crushed. You can barely survive or you can thrive. And we're going to be talking about how to thrive during this upheaval. So 
as I've stated, and whether you realize it consciously or not, I believe you already know that there is an abrupt change happening in society. And let me just give you forewarning. This is not a doomsday, chicken little, sky is falling kind of podcast. No, today we're just going to really be laying it out and we're only going to be able to do so much in the 30 minutes that we have, but we're going to work it out. And so what I want to just call attention to right now is what is called 4IR, which stands for um, Fourth Industrial Revolution. And we're in the midst of it. And there is new technology that is already here, but that will become diffused into a greater society within less than 36 months. And it's going to continue to put the death nail in how we used to interact and how we used to live. And that's the whole thing with revolutions. Revolutions are all about changing the basic ways we live life. If you think about the different types of revolutions you had, an agricultural, an industrial, and now we're in a technological one. And with the fourth one, it's where it is a blurring of the boundaries between, are you ready for this? The physical, the digital, and the biological. And so that's what we're in the midst of. Now, Let me say this, if you want to kind of like bone up on what's happening, I'll say this, you can definitely go and read up on technological revolutions and all of that. But what I will say is just take what is already around us as an idea and an understanding of the upheaval we're in. So first of all, We are engaged in a lot of what we would call disruptive technologies. And so a disruptive technology or advancement eradicates what came before it. A disruptive technology from a previous era would be the change from uh, television to uh, DVR, or video, excuse me, television, just watching television to video, uh, to v- uh, videotapes. And then the disruption, and, and I say that because it was not the actual television set, it was the television programming, where programs that uh, used to rely on just being shown at their discretion when they wanted to, now had to get into the game of being able to allow people to watch the shows on demand through VCR tapes. And so the disruption of VCR tapes is, I'm sorry, you guys deal, bear with me. So the first phase is usually an upgrade uh, that leads to the disruption. So the VCR tapes were the transition between television and DVR. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say. Because DVRs eradicated VCR tapes. And so we no longer have, well, some people do, but we, we no longer use those as a way to uh, get our entertainment and things. And now, as you can probably already tell, digital has eradicated for the most part DVRs, CDs, and those types of things. And so we're constantly moving 
into more disruptive technology. So as it stands right now, I'm going to just rattle off about like four of them that we already have so that you can get an understanding of what we're talking about, about this upheaval. And so the upheaval right now is it, it deals with, and, and the funniest thing is most of these things have acronyms that we already know. So if I were to say robotics, IOT, VR, and AI, most people would understand what I'm talking about. So IOT, Internet of Things, robotics, of course, what it is, um, virtual reality for VR and artificial intelligence for AI. And what they're doing is they are continuing to change how we live and work. And they are part of a major part of that fourth industrial revolution, the four IR that I just mentioned. Uh, But they are also the predecessor. So think of them kind of like as VCR tapes to DVDs and then digital. And what they are doing is, is they are making it where as we move into this new uh, reality, like I said, that's coming probably in less than two to three years of fifth generation uh, things, you're going to see a lot happening. So I went back and I wanted to make sure that I was able to express uh what it means to thrive in times like this. And so when we started having the Wi-Fi uh, coming, uh, and, and it's funny because we're now in the 20-year um, anniversary of the change over to the 21st century. And at that time, we were really still kind of just moving from one gen- first generation to second generation technology. And it was kind of like the end of the world as we know it. Uh, Movies like the 4th of July and all of those were uh, keeping us glued to our understandings of things. And it was it was it was crazy. It was just like serious. It was a crazy, crazy time. And so. With the first generation, that's when we started being able to have electronic mail. The second generation um, added electronic voice where you now uh, could do your cell phones. The third generation added text where you could then send text messages. And then the fourth generation truly expanded it to where we uh, have the smartphones. But let me tell you, the fifth generation, which is already here, and it is in effect and working. And there are people that are doing what people normally do. And that is, they are uh, saying things like, it's the end of the world as we know it. But it, it's not really that. What it is, is it the fifth generation is bringing uh, a cohesiveness to all of this with untold amount of speed. And so it's it's cohesion and seamlessness. And so 5G is actually being called the catalyst to really push the entire world into the fourth industrial revolution. And it is what people are saying uh, is going to be uh, the total game changer for how we interact. And there are many conjectures and all of that. But today I want to keep it to the point because. I deal with the individual, with you. I deal with serving you, ministering to you as your humble, practical priestess of wisdom. And so I want to just put this in, in the back of your mind so that the seed can grow on how you're going to thrive during this time of upheaval. 
All right. So now that I've established that, yes, there is a big change in our society and that the coming of the fifth generation of how we uh, run our world is going to offer seamless cohesion between uh, Internet of Things, robotics, virtual reality, artificial intelligence and the like. It is going to make it where we're not going to be able to make very definite lines of demarcation or, or division between what's physical, what's digital and what's biological. All right. So in order to do this, we want to make sure that we thrive. And to do that, we have to try to figure out how to keep our individual momentum during transition. And the reason why I say that is because we are already starting to see automation, AI, robots, and all of that kind of stuff. We're already starting to see them taking over and replacing us, uh, the not even just menial labor, but replacing us with better accuracy of other types of labor, including decision kind of labor. Now, uh, most of the time, people think that they are talking to a uh live person when they call in to some of uh, the services that they use, only to discover when you ask them something and they say things like, Haha, I didn't catch that. Can you say it again? That you realize, oh my gosh, I've been talking to a machine. <laughs> you, you know? And so we're we're starting to realize that we as a beast of burden, meaning laborers, that is going away. And so we have got to start continuing, not start continuing, excuse me. We have got to start the momentum of continuing, that's what I wanted to say, to thrive, survive and thrive during this time. And the first thing I'm going to say is, is first of all, learn how to ignore the boogeyman, but deal with the real threat. So this um, industrial revolution that is well underway, but that is just getting ready to get a big bump in the next year or so, is not the boogeyman. And you should not be looking at it in fear, you know, of, oh, I'm not going to make it. What you should be doing, and I can say consider doing, is to learn how to identify what are the real threats to your standard of living, your standard of mental capacity, and your standard of emotional joy. And notice I am not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. Joy is sustainable. It can it can birth happiness. It is strength for you. And that is what we want to make sure that we are feeding. Because if you have joy, you can always have happiness. But if you just focus on happiness, you will never have joy. And just let that one marinate. Okay, so identify what triggers us to movement. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, my trigger is usually extreme discomfort, pain or fear of loss. I already know what triggers me. If I am comfortable, I am not one to just go out and be like, hey, I want to do something new. Nope, I love comfort. And um, and so I have to be aware of that. And being aware of that means that I have to manufacture triggers to let me know, hey, you're getting ready to fall out of discomfort. So you got to do something. And that's what gets me up in the mornings, gets me working because I work for myself and keeps me going because I know 
that if I am not doing what I'm supposed to today, my choices and decisions for today mean I am going to reap the benefits or the punishments tomorrow or down the road. And so I'm kind of coming by to tell you that you're in a time of evolution, development, new product, and all of those things. And not only are you in this time, whether you want to be or not, you've got to learn how to keep going during it. And there, last time I checked, there are really no big uh, guides to surviving um, uh, the fourth industrial revolution that is at hand. And so, like I said, I'm hoping that this little time that we have today, this wisdom smack is really going to help you. So the next thing I want to say is, and this is not just about getting you, you know, hyped or upset or whatever about 5G, because that's that's not the case. That's not what I'm talking about. But what it is, is this is trying to give you that little nudge, that little quote unquote death advisor, if you will, to, to know that these are things that you really must be dealing with right now, right now, right now. Okay. And think of it as a new wave. We talked about waves and uh, mountaintops yesterday, but this new wave is coming. And it is, like I said, they're, they're guesstimating that it will be diffused throughout society somewhere around 2023. And I'll tell you, it's already where I live in in the Atlanta area. We already have it and they're tweaking it and learning about it and uh, trying to make it uh, stable for everyone. Okay. I don't have the 5G phone. (laughs) I don't have that yet. Uh, But just, just know that like when my current phone, um, dies or whatever, I'll be having, you know, I'll have to get one of the the 5G phones. And that brings me to the next thing. And that is to keep momentum, you need to understand how to uh, deal with obsolescence. Yes, obsolescence is a huge factor that people do not seem to understand. They don't understand that when there is a revolution afoot, when there is massive major change, obsolation, obsolescence, things becoming no longer uh, useful or no longer working are real. And most people, when they don't give attention to this, they don't realize they're setting themselves up for stagnation, for great suffering, and uh, for possible elimination. If you do not, it's like the Borg (laughs) from Sci-Fi Next Generation. Uh, Resistance is futile. You will assimilate. That's that's basically what it is, because if you don't, then you cannot continue to go forward. And I will say this obsolescence of where things become obsolete is real. You guys, I bought a uh, Chromebook when they were first coming out. Yes, don't judge me. And yes, I know I shouldn't be this hot about it, but I am a little hot. So I got this thing like mm, about five years ago. Right. And it still works. It still works great. But lo and behold, a few months ago, I get a message on my little Chromebook that I travel with. And I just, you know, I was like, it's just so good. And they told me, you have now come to the end <laughs> of the free updates we're going to give you for Google Chrome. And in order to continue to get your updates and make sure that your system works, you need to go buy a new one. And I was like, I'm getting punished because my system, I, I took 
well enough care of it for it to still work. And now you're just telling me five years and that's it. You're, you're done with me. But then I had to think about it and I was like, oh, okay. I understand that now there's probably switching over to get ready for 5G and my system probably just doesn't even have the components to be able to work. So they might as well go on and tell me now, give me enough time to get over myself and get on over there and get me another one if I'm going to use it. And so once I started looking at that and wisdom was working on me, it was like, don't get upset, get clever, understand what's really going on. Because I've talked to you guys about this before, but There are multiple meanings to everything that happens. And if a company is telling you, we will no longer be able to update what you have, it might not just be about them wanting you to upgrade. It might be that they are not going to be able to support what you have anymore because it's going to become obsolete technology or obsolete usefulness or redundancy of usefulness that is not as effective as what they have coming. And so obsolescence is one of the big blind spots that we tend to have that keeps us from being able to thrive when there's an upheaval, when there is a change. And that leads me to how to grow your traction. Now, I'm going to be talking about traction and I have um, talked about a book that I just got through uh, reading uh, called In Distraction by Nir Eyal and it uh, and Julie Lee. And it talks about how to overcome distraction. And when you look at distraction, meaning opposite of traction, those things that tear us away from the things that would propel us forward, the things that pull us forward. And to be able to grow our traction, we have to discover or even design um, things that are going, uh, not things, but defenses that keep us from being waylaid by negative circumstances. So for instance, my now obsolete Chromebook and me being able to grow traction, I was like, okay. So even after I got through with it, I went on and I uh, went and shopped and I ended up getting a uh, PC because uh, I'm a I'm a Mac girl, so I have some Macs and I have P- and a PC because I want to make sure that I don't have anything impeding me because Mac and PC are still not um, switch outs. There are certain things that you can do in the PC uh, that you can't do in a Mac and vice versa. And by now having both a PC and a Mac, uh, and instead of just relying on my little Chromebook that was kind of like my quote unquote PC, I have done away with obsolescence because I made sure to check that it had the latest kind of processors that are primed and ready for 5G because that was one of the components that I asked for. Will this be able to handle 5G? And I'm going to tell y'all, if it don't, oh, best buy, I'm coming back for you. But anyway, I I digress. So in order to uh, grow your traction, make sure that you discover and design ways to counteract the negative circumstances of what's happening around you or what you see coming down the road. Now, this is another thing, and it sounds funny, but I'm going to tell you, just take a moment to appreciate and learn from the squirrel. And what the squirrel is, the squirrel represents high resourcefulness, but the squirrel also uh, is the boots on the ground level, practical eye on what is going on and how to uh, gather information, resources, uh, things that you're going to need for the lean times. And 
speediness. So when you are wanting to grow your traction, keep your momentum during the great transitions, uh, deal with upheaval, you have to not only be on the lookout for gathering and storing resources uh, during times of abundance to take care of when there are times of scarcity, but you also have to be able to transverse whether your boots on the ground or you have to scurry up uh, to the highest branches of the trees, you've got to be agile and you got to be willing to operate in different and various environments. And that's one of the things that was a big aha for me. And that was because when you are forced to work like a squirrel, whether you're scurrying about on the ground or climbing up into the rafters of the trees, you start to get a a better sense, a more rounded sense of your environment. And the squirrel, what I don't see the squirrel doing, I never see the squirrel trying to change or stop or impede the seasons, the changes of time, or even the ravages of anything. All I ever see the squirrel doing is minding its business to be able to predict and to take advantage of those predictions. And a lot of times when I want to, you know, get some insights, I'll go and I'll watch the squirrels. You know, there are certain places that I I know when I walk or go on, you know, little nature hikes and stuff like that, I'm going to see squirrels. I'm going to tell you, when you see them, Watch what they're doing and they will give you so much insight into how to make the best of your surroundings and to make the best of your surroundings is to be able to live in the now while preparing for the next thing. And so in my last few minutes, uh, what I want to do is I want to just give you some practical uses and some practical understandings of uh, how best to start with dealing with the upheaval. Now, I've talked about these before, but I cannot say how much of importance this is. And because we're in this 4IR, fourth industrial revolution, and do not let that word industrial throw you, it is still a technological revolution, but they're calling it industrial because it is fusing physical, digital, and biological worlds together where they will be seamless and they will work in concert with each other. And so because of that, there are new rules requiring new tools that you must become aware of. And in this time of informational enlightenment, with speed and accuracy to control physical and digital and biological worlds, it is most important that you become an excellent cognitive thinker and communicator. Not just cognitive communicator, excellent communicator, okay? And because say, for instance, you know that you can see whatever industry you're in that the amount of labor required is decreasing year after year. Don't be foolish and continue to say, well, I'm just going to hold on for, for whatever. No, what you have to do is you st- have to start being pragmatic about this and 
be like the squirrel and gather the resources and and understand what time you're in so that you can make it through the lean times. And I'm cutting to the chase. And listen, if you haven't listened, if you've zoned out, come back, listen to this part. I'm not fussing at you, beloved. I'm trying to serve you with some wisdom. And that is from this time onward, you must become or increase your skill in your ability to communicate to convey clear ideas, thoughts, have rational, practical, working, innovative plans and actions, and be able to synthesize, create, and execute plans of efficient effectiveness. That is what is going to be required if you're going to thrive in this time of upheaval. Even if you say, I'm an artist, I will tell you a quick little story as we close out. I had to refuse an artist's work because I could not understand a thing and they seemed to not understand me. And no, this artist was not from another country. This artist was right from here speaking English or what I thought was supposed to be English, but I ended up, no joke. I ended up having to give the project that I needed to someone in a distant Eastern Bloc country who could communicate with me and articulate back to me what my specs and requirements were way better than the person right here down the road. And that was sad and unfortunate. It was sad and unfortunate because it is going to happen more and more. If you have any inkling of what I'm talking about, please leave a comment, cosign, send me a message or something. But understand that your salvation of making it through this upheaval is going to be to become better able to use your cognitive functions to put A plus Z together to come back with cube squared and understand that you have the power to thrive during these upheavals. And it's uh, not that you're going to try to throw more labor at it, but that you're going to understand that in uh, times of now, your labor is going to be predicated by your communication, meaning that those who are able to convey thoughts, those who are able to uh, come up with you with unique and practical ways of doing things are going to thrive. If you are wondering what, if say for instance, you're wondering, well, what can I do uh, to continue to make a living? You know, because the way I used to make a living is now gone or the way I hoped to make a living is now gone. Do this, become a communicator, become someone who is uh, actually writing, actually uh, speaking and all of those types of things because it is going to help you all around. Companies now are looking for cognitive folk who are able to make sense of various different trends and, and global phenomenons and being able to be resourceful like the squirrel. And those are the people who are going to continue to be able to navigate and gain power in this world. And it is a learnable skill that starts now. So in conclusion, because my time is really up, how to thrive during upheaval, 
in today's world is to increase your skill and ability to communicate, increase your skill and ability to cognitively assess what's going on, and then churn out and articulate and convey clear ideas, thoughts, plans, actions, and innovations through the forms of spoken word, of written word, and of visual communication to convey clear, precise, and concise thoughts. And with that, yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And don't forget to check the show notes, and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.